All right, are you ready? All right. All right, you nine o'clockers, bravers of the winter storm. Well, it was pretty last night, wasn't it? A little bit. Kind of fell down there. Speaking of attractive pictures, Faith, put that logo up there for Virtues. Wasn't that nice? He did a good job. Everybody say Virtues. Virtues. We've defined virtues. We are calling them moral excellence. That practicing them, they are, uh, leads us to a life of moral excellence. Uh, we've said that virtues are good and they have the power to produce good. And there's more than a handful of them. Uh, the church uh, throughout history, history, history has had like, I think, I think they codified seven. Seven, because they like to codify numbers. There's nine this and seven that. But we've just looked at four. We have covered four. You say, well, why four, Dev? And I've tried to be as honest with you as I can just to say, honestly, I was praying about it, and these were four things that I felt prompted by the Spirit to impress upon us that we would pursue in our pursuit of a life of moral excellence. So what are the virtues that we've looked at so far? What was the first one? Pretty good. First one was gratitude. What was the next one? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good remembering. All right. And what was the third one? You did it again. Saturday night also said patience the loudest. I'm kind of patience. I wasn't sure if it's happy or protest. Um, but I, we did get some pretty good feedback. I got zero angry from last week. Yeah. I mean, I mean Mrs. Dab came close. But other than that. <laughs> we defined patience as remaining joyful and gentle. Because I trust God, especially when people or circumstances are contrary to my comfort. That was last week. And we're going to wrap this little short series up today, our final virtue. What are we covering today? Not bad. Everybody say it. Now, when we talk about these virtues, it has helped us a little bit to define them and discuss them a little bit. So I want to do that again. I want to see if we can get kind of be clarify. Uh, and sometimes it helps to to define things by saying, making sure we're saying this is not what we mean. So when we say courage, we I want to right away. I want to make sure that I, we're not talking about machismo or recklessness. Also, we can appreciate something by contrasting it. And there's a contrast, the contrast of courage, or you might say the opposite of courage as far as, especially biblically, is cowardice. Nobody, nobody even likes to say that word out loud. But we can appreciate the virtue of courage when we compare it to just how really gross cowardice is. Cowardice will lead to corruption. Cowardice will lead to compromise and to fear. Cowardice leads us to preserve ourselves instead of sacrificing for someone else. Cowardice will always lead us to follow the path of least resistance. And following the path of least resistance makes both rivers and people crooked. Cowardice is so gross, <laughs> so bad, so ugly that it is listed as the first of the characteristics of those, this is maybe more harsh than you're ready for yet, 
it's the first list on the list of those characteristics of those who are thrown into the lake of fire in Revelation. So listen not only to cowardice, but to its associates, to all of its gang, its homies. Revelation 21 and verse 8. But cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, and all liars, their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. <laughs> Couldn't he just preach a Christmas message? Came here for the baby Jesus. <laughs> it's not too late. We can go to that place across town. Um, so I'm just saying, we want nothing to do with cowardice. Clearly. So with that, we say, all right, how many vote for courage? All right, courage. So then how is that a virtue and how can we be courageous? Well, let's keep looking into our, our definitions. Uh, if we look at our dictionaries and we open them up and we think, well, what does courage mean? What do we mean by that? It, it may mean more than, uh, than we have thought. Again, not some, it doesn't mean macho. It doesn't mean that recklessness. Uh, it, well, let's look at the definition. Courage means the ability to act rightly in the face of opposition or shame, or personal loss. The ability to decide to do what is right. To do what is right, even if there is opposition, or even if there are people that, even if there's a a temptation to feel ashamed. You might say, well, why in the world would I ever feel ashamed of doing what is right? Have you been on social media? Uh, There is, there often is pushback. Not everybody likes a straight shooter. Because it's easier to get shot. The other definition of courage is mental or moral strength to venture or to persevere or to withstand danger or fear or difficulty. Here's the cool thing about courage, as with all of the virtues. It doesn't require a degree of talent to practice virtue. (laughs) It doesn't require significant IQ. It doesn't require significant physical ability or strength. You don't have to have, (laughs) you don't have to be coordinated. Very grateful. Okay. All of the things. In other words, all of the measures that usually uh, restrict people's ability, none of those things are relevant to virtue. Anybody can be virtuous. Virtue is a choice that God calls all of us to make and to walk in. Biblically, courage means all of those things, but it's, it's even more simple. It includes all those and captures all those, but it's even more simple. If you look at the, again, the etymology, you look at where it's used, how it's used throughout the Old and New Testaments, courage means this, a strong heart. To have a strong heart. Then, so a strong heart does all of those things, but also biblically, courage has a very specific source. This is so important. Courage has a specific source. Courage has an absolute reason for existing. 
You don't have to wonder. There, biblically, there's never any hint of, of whether I can or should be or where, where does courage come from or anything like that. Biblically, there is an absolute reason for being courageous. And biblically, it is this. It is the imminent presence of the Lord. The imminent presence, not the ambient out there somewhere. You know, God is out there, whatever that lady's saying. God is out there watching us from a distance, from a distance. No. It is the courage comes from being aware or from trusting in the nearness of God. That God is near. He is imminent. How convenient. There's our, there it is. Oh, you're hoping for a Christmas message? Merry Christmas, Emmanuel. God is with us. Be courageous. Courage also biblically has a purpose. It has an absolute reason for existing, and it always has a purpose. Courage always acts. Courage is the source or the reason for all noble or virtuous action. Courage is then, is re, this kind of courage then is refreshing to consider, especially when we live in a world where outrage is a poor substitute for courage. Courage isn't crass. Courage doesn't mock. Courage isn't woke. Courage is noble. Finally, we would say this. Just one more thing about defining it. Courage is a virtue because it never lets fear have the last word. That doesn't mean fear won't try to pipe in. That doesn't mean you'll never hear the whisper of fear. You're going to hear whispers of fear. And hearing the whisper of fear never means you have to give in to it. Hearing fear doesn't mean, well, I heard fear, I guess it's over. I should just give up. No, courage means I may, it may speak. But it will not have the last word. My trust in the immediate presence of God will always have the last word when it comes to doing what is good and right. Here's a key verse. I haven't done this really with all of them, but here's a good key passage. I'm only going to give you the last, uh, the last uh, verses. In Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. Let's beam that up, Faithy. Key passage. Now, just verse 9 is the only one on there. I'm going to read 7 through 9 because it's kind of cool. And again, this why this passage? Because it captures the essence of biblical courage. That idea that I am trusting in the immediate presence of God, and because of that, I am committed, I can focus, I will do that which is good and right. Ready? Here's what the Lord says to Joshua. Be strong, and here's why I picked it. <laughs> Be strong and very courageous. That's verse 7. Someone say very courageous. Very courageous. I thought, and I, I thought, oh, that's neat. Um, of all of the, the references that I looked at, and we'll hear some more, a lot more today, a handful of more anyway, about that imperative, be courageous or take courage. This is the one of the only ones. I'm not saying there's not more, but this is the, one of the only ones that I found with that modifier, very. 
Be very courageous. So then I thought, okay, okay, are these just, it's just that the translator is supplying an English word. You don't, maybe you do care if you're a super nerd. Every once in a while I'll throw, I throw some nerd treats out for people. But uh, if, you're, if you're kind of a nerd, uh, in the middle of a, the, the Hebrew is, a, has a, is basically a three consonant root. It's all a verb, and then they add consonants on the, on the back, on the fronts, on the back side. It's called a pro, pronominal suffix on either side of the, uh, uh, the Hebrew word. And then if, it's, if they want to intensify it, they'll put what's called a dot. Dagesh forte, which is, which is just a dot. Yeah, it's just, dude, they just put a little dot in the middle of the word. And if they put that dot in the middle of the word, it, 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 it changes the word. It intensifies the word. So I thought, and that's all exciting. Every time I say, ooh, exciting. I like intense things, you know, you know, because moderation is for chumps. <laughs> and so I thought, ooh, maybe this is just, this is just courage with a dagesh forte in it. No, it actually is a separate, a separate uh, modifier. And, I, and if that's not cool to you, it was really cool for me because here's what it says. Be strong and very courageous or be strong and really, really, really courageous. Or another really cool version, it, it could be this. Be strong and vehemently courageous. Wow. <sighs> Sounds like the Lord is interested in us being be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. So courage, you feel that courage is always immediately at- attached to obeying God. It's always attached to obeying God, not to proving yourself or doing something dumb. <laughs> Be strong, you know, ride backwards on your bicycle downhill. No, obey God. Be careful to obey all the instructions of Moses. Don't deviate them, turning to the left or to the right. We've already kind of hinted at that. What does it look like when we, when we, if we turn quickly to the left or to the right? That's following the path of least resistance. That's entertaining the voice of fear. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Have courage to obey the word. Then you'll prosper and you'll succeed in all you do. All, that's, also, that's also God's idea. And then finally, again, verse 9, right on your screen. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you. Somebody say Merry Christmas. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Courage is a strong heart that has an awareness of God with a readiness to do what is good and right. Let's see some examples of how this plays out, what it looks like in Scripture. The first one we'll look at is from the book of Deuteronomy chapter 31, and and it's uh, it really is one of the early instructions on courage from the Lord, and he's giving it uh, to Moses and to Joshua concerning the people of Israel. And there's three sections here that I want to just look at and see how courage operates in our life. You ready? So, and uh, so these are my kind of summaries, but it's right here in the scripture. So, number one, uh, Deuteronomy 31, verse 6, we see, I believe we see that courage enables us to face opposition when we should be doing what is good and right. Courage enables us to face opposition. Here's what the text says. So be strong and courageous. 
You know what? Maybe we should say it out loud. So be strong and courageous. I hope that sticks somewhere in your frontal or mid-lobe somewhere today and you murmur this today. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not panic before them. Now, this is not to introduce kind of an us and them mentality, but in this, in this context, the them were those that were standing opposed to the people of God obeying God. They were going to dissuade them. They were going to distract them. They were going to discourage them. They were going to threaten them. They were going to do anything they could to keep them from obeying God. And the Lord says, no, have courage. Don't let obstacles, even if they're people, dissuade you from obeying God. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Secondly, courage enables us to face the unknown. What the Lord said in verse 7 is, Then Moses called for Joshua and all Israel as they watched, and he said to him, Be strong and courageous. Well, here it is again. Shall we say it again? Pretty good. For you will lead these people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors he would give them. You are the one who will divide it among them as grants of land. In other words, I believe here we see that courage enables us to face the unknown. In other portions, the Lord literally tells them, you have never gone this way before. You're about to go into a way, into a place, into a journey. What's in front of you is not like what's behind you, but if you will trust in God, you will be, he, courage will enable you to trust God as you go into places and into new ideas and into new circumstances that you've never been before. I'm thankful for that as a person who's responsible for this house because every year I, there, we walk into things that I've never seen before. You know what I'm, fr- I'm frankly thankful for? I'm thankful that God has showed up and been present. You know, a couple of years ago, everything went sideways. And they told us nothing was ever going to be the same. And we didn't know what was going to happen. And I didn't even know if I was going to take care of my family. But I'm, I'm so thankful for the immediate presence of God that came into my life and into this house and said, no, don't worry about it. You haven't been this way before, but don't you worry. God's with you. He'll go before you. Courage enables us to trust God when we've never been this way before. Jump down to verse 23 of 31. Then the Lord commissioned Joshua, the son of Nun, with these words. Here it is. Be strong and courageous. Have you, heard, have you said it enough yet? No. Let's say it again. Be strong. For you must, I love this, for you must bring the people into the land. I will be with you. You must bring the people. Courage enables us to do what is good and right for the sake of others. If I'm only, I mean, there's a degree to which courage is necessary for me just to obey between me and God and do what is right. But then courage really comes into play where I realize that I need to obey God, not just for my own sake, but because there are others who are counting on me. I need, I may even need to make decisions or even sacrifices that are, that I may need to, some of that weight might, may fall a little bit more on my shoulders, at least initially, for the sake of others. Not everybody has the same amount of responsibility when it comes to other people. But every one of us can have courage that you can and should do what is right and you should obey God because other people are counting on you. Your obedience, your courage, will 
benefit will serve other people. The book of Matthew. Courage enables us to do what we've never tried before or to try again. Matthew chapter 14, look at verse 27. This is a big one, and it's really, actually, you might say, Dav, that's kind of extreme. Good. Because if it's true in an extreme case, it can be true in a more simple case. If it's true way out here where I'm stretching, then it's true real close. Here it is. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Do, pardon me, don't be afraid, he said. Say it again. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Take courage take it take courage take courage i am here quick time out your bible might even have a footnote there it it probably does but it's really cool our bible say i am here because that makes sense in english but the most wooden expression or the probably the most literal thing is take courage i am jesus is revealing i'm that same guy from the bush i am I am, this is the immediate, imminent, assuring, comforting presence of God. Take courage, I'm here. Then then verse 28, because of that, (laughs) only because he, he had confidence in the presence of God. Here's what Peter said. Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. How many times had Peter been in the water before? Plenty. How many times on a boat had had he been in the water? Plenty of times. He knew that if you get out of the boat, anybody get out of the boat and they get in the water, they go down. Right? So he, but right now he's saying, Lord, if it's you and I see what you're doing and I see what your promises are, tell me to come out to you walking on the water. Lord, if it's you, at your word, I will try what I've never tried before. Or even if I've tried and failed, I'll try it if you're out there. If you're with me, I'll do it. Courage enables us to endure and to overcome trials in this world. John 16, Jesus said, I have told you all this so that you may have peace. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. You're going to go through some stuff. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that. Do you know that? That in this world, you'll have some stuff. But take heart. Say it again. Come on, say it. What do we know that that means? Take courage. Have a strong heart. Let your heart be strengthened by this truth. I have overcome the world. There isn't any trial, any circumstance, any hardship, any nonsense in this world that's going to take you out. Because Jesus has already overcome it. Even death itself has lost its power to win. Courage enables us to live as an overcomer in this world. Finally, Acts 23, verse 11. Courage enables us to keep going. Courage enables us to keep going. Somebody say, keep going. To keep doing what is good and right. I'm tempted to say something like, Anybody can do something once. But courage says, I'm going to keep going. What the Lord said to Paul is this. 
that, that night the Lord appeared to Paul and said, be encouraged, Paul, or take heart, but be encouraged. Somebody say, be encouraged. be encouraged. Just as you have been a witness to me here in Jerusalem, you must preach the good news in Rome as well. I love this. He's saying just as everything, you have been doing it. This is a good news. This is an attaboy almost. Hey, you've, you've been doing that which is right. You've been faithful. I can look at Ray Salano over there, and I can say, Ray, you've been faithful. You've raised your family. You've served Jesus. You've left a good testimony wherever you go. But courage reminds you, Ray, you're not done yet. Just as you have done those things, the Lord says to you, just as you have done, you will do courage reminds you that you can keep going you and if you haven't and if you've fallen down you can get back up and keep going there is more courage reminds us that because god is with us there is more to do in front of us courage is often more necessary in small decisions than it is in big battles This time of year, we usually watch Lord of the Rings. And we only watch the extended version. And it takes a long time. And there's a lot of food breaks. But I love it because it's about loyalty and courage and friendship and stuff. And monsters and swords. I like it because they're swords. Um, but... But at the end of the, at the very end, there's this last battle, and it's hopeless. They're outnumbered, and they're at the gates of Mordor, the gates of hell. They're at the gates of Mordor, and the king is marching back and forth on his horse, and he announces to them, and he says, "There may be a day when the courage of men may fail, but it is not this day." And they're like, Aah! they charge into the gates. You know how many days you have like that? Not very many. Not very many. I wish. I would, you know, but no, you don't have that many days. But you know what a lot of days you have? You have the you, you need to have the courage to admit when you're wrong. That might be a little bit higher than the gates of Mordor. Couldn't I just stab somebody? No. Yep. <laughs> Growing up, Fonzarelli couldn't say I was roo roo. <laughs> I love I love talking to a certain demographic. <laughs> Who's that? Who? who? What's what? Fonzie. Is that saved by the bell? What's that? Uh, but it was cool you know if you were really macho you wouldn't say i was (laughs) i am fond of you too sparkle britches It takes courage to admit when we were wrong. It takes courage to humble ourselves and make things right. It takes courage to try something new or to try it again. 
It takes courage to ask for prayer. It takes courage to admit that it's time for real change. How could it be that it takes real courage for us to just admit that we need Jesus? Have the courage to admit that nothing else in this world can satisfy or save you but Jesus. Yeah, but what about Jesus? As believers, it takes courage to follow the impulse of love. That's the prompting of the Holy Spirit. But have courage. But that prompting of love, that loving impulse that you feel to call somebody or to speak to somebody, Follow it quickly. That's courage. Courage says, I'm going to quickly follow the impulse of love because I'm going to quickly do what is good and right. Instead of holding back, second guessing. Imagine all of the good that you will do just by courageously following that impulse of love. Think about it. Where, look back in the rearview mirror. When have you been courageous? What have you needed courage for in your past? And perhaps more poignantly today, what do you need courage for today? What decision, what obstacle, what question, what opportunity awaits your courage how can we be courageous we always ask this question we, once we get to the point everybody we should take another vote anybody like courage anybody like courage i think you like patience more uh the eyes have it if we all want to be courageous how do we do it the answer is always begins the same Virtues come from the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. This is not about us just trying harder or putting out our best efforts. This is about us not striving, but submitting, surrendering to the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We want to walk in biblical courage, to walk with an awareness of the immediate presence of God, so that we'll have confidence, so that we will do or have a readiness to do what is good and right. Be filled with the Spirit. Paul wrote to Timothy to remind them of the influence of the Holy Spirit in his life. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, Paul says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and of love, and of self-discipline. Like all of the virtues, courage begins here, under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And then, we are courageous by faith. You, 
You don't even have to feel courageous. You just believe that God is near. Courage comes from faith. Again, here's that verse. First jo- uh, not First John, Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Practical steps toward courage. Take the first step. The dread is always worse than the doing. You will spend way more time dreading and way more grateful after the doing. Take the first step or the next step in doing what is good and right, and you will be on your way to a life of moral excellence. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together as we close, will you? somebody on your way out. I'm going to find your children, however creepy that sounds.